0: I'm Grace Eubank. And I'm Ryan Beck. We are married, and we think we might even love each other.
1: So now, we're putting our marriage to the test with a podcast.
0: We're answering all the questions that lead to love.
1: This is Falling in Love with My Wife.
0: Testing, testing, testing.
1: Great, whenever you're ready.
0: Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) I love
1: this new trend of you starting a podcast.
0: (laughs) I don't, but... Here we are. Here we are. I'm Grace. I'm Ryan.
1: Oh, jeez. I didn't know we were doing last names. I didn't either. This is Falling in Love with My Wife. Uh, This is episode 15.
0: 15. 15. We're old
1: podcast pros at this point. Yeah. And so much so that we're putting this episode in the can. We're doing it one week early. I know. How cool. I'm going to let people behind the curtain a little bit. Um, there's I don't know, there's dirt bikes outside the window or something. (laughs)
0: There's just a lot of stuff going on. There have been thunder for the past like two hours and yet barely a drop. Yes, um, very
1: strange. Uh, Miss Puppy is eating very loudly. She's like chowing loudly.
0: down. She's pulling the <laughs> the dry food out of the bowl, putting it on the floor, and then just crunching it as loud as she can. It's just... Very cute. We're recording at a different time than we're used to as well. It is beginning to get dark outside. Yes,
1: dark and spooky, Yeah. 7.59 uh, p.m. Wow. So, Grace, this is episode 15, and what that means is that we have to discuss what is the greatest accomplishment of your life. Ooh. Before we do that, though, I want to remark because it is we are putting this episode in the can. We don't have any email responses because our last episode hasn't come out yet. Uh, But I will say that uh, people are probably going to fact check me that I said that um, the uh, Grand Canyon Canyon. was 6,000 miles from our house. (laughs) That's not accurate. Yeah, It's not accurate. It is not that far, but it is a long way. And also, I'll tell you this, Grace. Mm -hmm. Here I thought that I just I wanted to take a vacation and go see a national park. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I don't care about that. We needed to get out of the house. And where did we go yesterday?
0: The Verizon store. Ye-
1: <sighs> yes, but also
0: mm-hmm.
1: a shopping mall. A shopping mall. And we went into the Marshalls. Yeah. Everyone had face masks on. And we socially be- distanced. Yeah, it was enormous. We found like a, sh- a strip mall, shopping center mall thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you call those? Like outside with all the huge parking lots and stuff. Yeah. We found that in Brooklyn. I didn't know that that was there. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a an oasis, and we got our shopping. I've never seen you happier than when you were in the Marshalls.
0: I know. I have missed Marshalls so much, and I told you this in the Marshalls experience, but I need to tell our loyal listeners that the amazing thing about going to Marshalls after, well, amidst a pandemic, is that when all the stores closed down, everything has no one could buy it and so no one could buy the stuff yeah so everything is on clearance
1: it's now. out of season they got to get rid of it
0: everything's on clearance and it's like way i mean it's of course super disorganized uh-huh. but there's way less stuff so it's easier to see yeah oh my gosh i got a candle
1: <laughs> we got we got a candle a yoga mat a silicon whale outline that you can do eggs and pancakes in.
0: Yeah, you can make pancakes in the shape of a whale. It was a $1 dollar and... $1.50. $1.50. No, no.
1: We, we got to be honest. It was a steep price of $1.50. Well,
0: we decided that between that and the dish drying mat and we were like, alright, we're going to allocate our the funds. The dish drying
1: mat was an extra large dish drying yeah. mat and I didn't think our counter could handle it.
0: Yeah, that's probably true.
1: Yeah. But our dishes, they'll just have to be a little bit wet.
0: <laughs> I guess so.
1: Also, I heard that there was people debating on the internet whether you could, uh, where you, you were supposed to put dishes away wet. No. Did you hear this? That's insane. Isn't that insane. insane? I I can't imagine why anyone would even consider putting a dish away wet. Absolutely. You not. have to dry. You have to dry it. Yeah, I could, uh, I could. I could imagine. There's it.
0: like a like maybe a single droplet, like sure. a dew, perhaps.
1: But, yeah, you can't be put in a wet dish and what? No. What is this? I don't know.
0: Anyway, but, but I would like to say that we were very uh, conscientious in our Marshalls experience. We stayed away from people. Yeah,
1: everyone knows we're afraid to go outside and that we're staying safe.
0: Yeah, but it was very empty. I've never seen a Marshalls this empty. And True. uh True. we stayed away from everybody. We wore masks the whole time. We did not sneeze on anyone. Mm-mm. We were very responsible, and we're Mm-mm. taking this seriously.
1: Totally. And that is uh, an accomplishment in our life. But would you say, Grace, that it is question number 15, the greatest accomplishment of your life?
0: It's up there, but I think I would say something else.
1: I want to know why this has to anything to do with falling in love. Yeah. The greatest accomplishment of your life.
0: I guess it shows like what is important to you. You know, the yeah, vague... what you would
1: consider to be the greatest yeah. accomplishment. or And it also gives you a chance to talk about yourself and brag a bit, maybe. Right, yeah. Um, which An I guess is like... Brag. Yeah, I mean, I think this whole idea of this list, right, is to ask questions... To get people to talk about themselves, also listen to other people talk about themselves. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of people talk about themselves, but uh, you have to make sure that you listen to another person and that's where you get a connection. Right. Right. I know that's a very astute thing that I just said. but
0: So astute. Oh, lightning.
1: So, Grace, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Point blank. What is it?
0: I'm going first. I always go first.
1: You don't always go first.
0: Uh, okay.
1: I edit this podcast. You edit it too. <laughs> but when I take the initial pass, and yeah. I will say this. I talk a lot. <laughs> and so I'm t- trying to- I have to, that
0: laugh a lot.
1: Mm-hmm, I'm trying to serve up like, let's get some grace.
0: Okay. Um, I think that my greatest accomplishment is moving to New York City.
1: Uprooting yourself from Pennsylvania and moving to New York City.
0: Yeah, I think that was uh, a lifelong dream and goal of mine to move to New York. Uh, I've always been pretty independent, you know, in my family would say so, I think. And I always wanted to live in a city, particularly New York. And so after college, I did that. And that was a a big leap. It was a big leap, and I was super excited to do it, and I think it has shaped my life in an incredible way.
1: Did you... Did you... When you moved to New York, obviously, I moved to New York as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you feel that it was a large decision when you moved?
0: I knew I really wanted to do it. So, when I moved, I was, like, kind of, like, at, like, a low point in my life. I had just gone through a really terrible breakup or was in the middle of it or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I, like, needed a fresh start. I had graduated six months earlier and uh, after, like, a pretty stressful year.
1: Well, did it feel like a big decision?
0: um, It, I don't think that it did. It was, like, something inevitable to me. I was like, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. This is something that, like, absolutely has to happen. I had looked at a couple of other places to potentially move, but I wasn't as excited about them by any means. But they were, like, the backup plans. Yeah. And I had initially wanted to move to New York earlier, like for college, but I ended up not doing that. And I'm glad that I didn't. But yeah. I think I moved at the exact right time when I was like having a kind of difficult personal life and wanted, and it allowed me to like be super independent and like start working right away. And I like met new friends and like, cause I didn't, I had two very close friends. In the city, but beyond that, I didn't know many people. So right. it made me get a new group of friends and sort of establish myself.
1: It was like a definitive chapter in your life. Had yeah. Begun, and also closing one. It that was you closing
0: to, one and starting one.
1: Closing one you, that you needed to close. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's very cool. And also uh, how hard you worked when you moved here. Because those two things we have in common. We both moved to New York and then we both went through a uh, kind of a really tough 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 first yeah. two years. Mhm. Uh, it I would I mean it's it's always tough but it's like yeah I know you worked at so many jobs your first year and you had like
0: Yeah, my first year I well I started an internship at a theater company which I was like so excited about and I loved and it was a great experience. But it was like nonprofit and I made I think it was $75 a week stipend. <laughs> um which like my friend Nick who has sadly since passed away and i miss very much but that is another big reason that i adore my time there is that mm-hmm. i met him and our friendship group um is we figured it out and it was like a dollar 50 an hour or something <laughs> less than that and you know like we were just like walking to the chipotle across the street and like watching our um we we're like well we just all morning for this burrito bowl yeah. like that's what we just did yeah. and not including rent or anything else Uh, And the first month I was commuting from Pennsylvania, which was door to door, three hours from my parents' house to work and then three hours back. So I'd wake up at like six or five or six, have to leave the house at 7 a.m. to arrive at the office at 10. I'd work until six. Then I'd get on the bus and get home around nine, eat dinner and go to bed because, again, I had to wake up at 5 a.m.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: So that was like for the first month.
1: That's especially hard.
0: Yeah. Um, But then I got an apartment and officially, officially moved. Right. And and then after that, I got another internship. And then beyond that, I was uh, interning part-time and then working part-time. So at that point, I had um, three part-time jobs. One was an internship in the morning. So I'd go to my internship in the morning. Then I would go... Uh, work in a box office for the afternoon, and then as soon as my shift ended at the box office, mm-hmm. I would uh, house manage at the same Theater.
1: It's so interesting to me that you view the moving to New York City part of that as your greatest accomplishment in life and not the making it work in New York City part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I, it
0: was I, establishing I, the independence.
1: Right, and that, that feels like that's part of the move, right? Yeah. But, uh, I think like the obviously that's a huge accomplishment but like a lot of people can move you can move mm-hmm. anytime we can move anywhere we can't do it now
0: i i think it was also something that really felt like it was my decision
1: yeah like yeah
0: like i'm gonna do this like i think my parents weren't super happy because they well they weren't unhappy but they like mm-hmm. never wanted me to leave
1: right no um, they still don't want you to leave but yeah when you come back yeah, which d- comes
0: from a place of love. Not. Of course. Of course. Anything else, but
1: Of course. I just think that's awesome. I think it's awesome t- to I think it's a great answer and I think it's a really uh, there's so many accomplishments, little accomplishments that have to add up to uh, surviving in New York City as a 21-year-old person.
0: 22, but yes.
1: 22. This was what December of tw- 2010?
0: Uh my first day was January 2nd, 2011.
1: Twenty eleven, yeah. Because when when you moved, that's
0: here? W- that's what I consider my like first day, because that was when my job started. I moved like February first.
1: Oh okay. Officially, yes. Yeah, right. I mean, you're but in I the spent city all, all day. my
0: yeah. I spent all my time here and, and all your money
1: and all my money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I like that. For me, when I moved to New York, it didn't necessarily feel like a big decision because I'd already interned for six months. I went back, finished mm-hmm. school, and then I came back here. And it was just where I needed to go. And there was never a point where I was back in Missouri during my senior year in college in Mizzou that I didn't think that I was going to not going to go back. Mm -hmm. And my parents, I would say that to them and whatever else. And they were just like, "Okay, please just have a job before you move there. And of course, I I did not. Um had a <laughs> job before I moved there. I found an apartment before I moved there. So uh-huh. I had a place to live. And so that was like good enough. And then I, I figured it out. I had two jobs at once and did all that and comedy at night and all that stuff. And it's just like thinking back to being on the subway at like two in the morning going all the way up to Washington Heights from yeah. downtown and you know, it takes like an hour and a half. Uh and all those crazy nights and you know it's just like that is really a big accomplishment that rings to me is making it work. Yes, and I like that you have the move as your as your answer because it is like it's one of those things that you don't feel the weight of it when you do it, Mm -hmm. and I think that it's kind of the the being naive in your early twenties that nice haze of just Mm -hmm. like I all right that's just what you do I don't know that now I think I would overthink it maybe
0: yeah I think I would too and I think it was one of these things where it was like it didn't feel like that big a deal in terms of a decision it was more like oh this is finally happening like i can't wait totally and like it was like something had finally been fulfilled
1: I like that answer a lot, and I think that that's very true for me too. And I think I could definitely say moving as my greatest accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was also one of those things where I didn't really feel like it was a big deal at the time. And my parents obviously were very skeptical. No one's moved to New York City from my family, like that's much further than Pennsylvania. I didn't have an option to commute. Like I had to get on a plane with a bag, and that's where I would be. And I didn't even have an iPhone. You know, it's like we didn't connect them the same way. I just went around the city. Right. Um I
0: it, uh do you remember Hopstop?
1: Hopstop was the website.
0: It was a website and you would before you left yeah. the house yeah. you would put in the two addresses and it would tell you what trains to take yes. and you would print it out or whatever.
1: Yeah. And I don't I didn't have a I didn't have anything. I slept on what, the yeah. on the floor on a mattress on the floor for, you know, uh 2 years yeah. but
0: Or you'd write it down or whatever, but that was like on its way out yeah. when I
1: I had my buddy, you've never watched 24, no. but I had my buddy Jordan, who uh, was one of my best friends in high school. And occasionally I would call him because he was always like working from mm-hmm. his house. And so <laughs> I would call him, and he was gonna, he was like my uh, CTU, which was like Jack Bowers, um, the computer people. Oh. And so I'd be like walking around and be like, I'm on 78th in uh, St. Mark's or whatever. And I'd be like, 78th in St. No, Mark's? Where, where's, Can you imagine what is that? Um, <laughs> That's like
0: if you like are screwing with somebody and you're like, yeah, no, it's on the like, corner it? of uptown. 78th. What and am I thinking anymore? of Uptown? I forgot the avenue. Know.
1: Whatever. Anyway, I'd, oh, Fort Washington. I'd be like, I'm Fort Washington, 178. Where? How do I get down to, you know, the Bowery or whatever? Mm-hmm. And he would like tell me on the phone. Funny. But I couldn't look it up myself. Yeah. So, but I, I think I would overthink moving or whatever and I'd be scared. I think you get older and you, you ha- you're more afraid of things. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't been old yet but <laughs> i'll let you know when we get there but i think you kind of get more I, scared yeah. of, of losing what you have when you have nothing it's easier to move yes which is a nice freedom in there mm-hmm. It sucks and it's tough but it, there is like a nice freedom to being able to put your entire life in a bag yeah which i was able to do for f- like five years that i lived here yeah and then i met you <laughs> yeah and now i have things uh-huh and stuff and i sleep um in the air in a bed in a bed so yeah not in the air in a bed <laughs> in a raised bed yeah it's not on the ground and i think that that is very cool uh so when i think of what is my greatest accomplishment of my life i would like to think what well, i don't know i don't know what it is up to this point i have an i, I think i know what it is spill up, it up until this point but i also think that i have many accomplishments ahead of me i hope well yeah but right. up to
0: this point
1: up to this point I think is to overcome my um, the worst parts of my fear and anxiety hmm. and to like uh I, I think it's allowing myself to feel loved and to be in a relationship with you. Wow. I know. I know that that is probably not what you're expecting. And I'm not trying to be sappy. I'm not trying to score points or anything. But you knew I broke up with you. <laughs> you knew that I was a real anxious mess. I was worried about my future and my career and all these different kinds of things. And I was afraid that I, if I spent time with you, then I wouldn't have enough time to write my little jokes. And the truth is, I don't have as much time in the day to write my little jokes when I'm living in the house with you, but also my jokes are so much better when (laughs) I do write them and my life is so much better and I'm happier and I sleep better and I have a beautiful dog and we're going to have like a family at some point. And there's like, so I'm doing so much more with my life having gotten over my uh, apprehensions and my fear than I would have if I, Remained a closed-off gruff loner, as I said on last week's episode. <laughs>
0: That's really nice.
1: So I think my greatest accomplishment is to, is personal growth, is how I would say. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a specific instance, but it all is personal maturity and personal growth that took a long time to get to, which I, manifested into what is our marriage.
0: I think you are a lot less negative of a person than when we met. I think you're a little more optimistic.
1: That's interesting.
0: And I think that uh, part of that transition that I have noticed is that like the first time we dated and everything, I think you had like a very clear vision of what your life should be like and how those pieces should fit. And if it wasn't already something you had considered as a factor, it needed to go or it just wouldn't fit. But I think then you kind of rethought like, oh, I could still have this with this I can have two things at the same time or you know
1: yeah I mean it was like I said like I just said I was trying to fit my entire life in a bag and I was like pretty much content Some not content but I was like used to that I was used to being able to put my entire life in a bag and that included my relationships and everything else so then you know we were together we weren't together and then I just found myself kind of you know just vaguely unhappy
0: You had a system when we first met that if you bought a shirt, you'd have to throw out a shirt. And so you had like six shirts. And at one point, I had to just like shake you and be like, you don't have to get rid of the shirt you like because you found another shirt you like. You can have multiple. It's okay.
1: Now I have a whole drawer of shirts.
0: Yeah. And you love those shirts.
1: I do. Some of them I could probably perch, but whatever. You
0: probably could, but you don't. You were like getting rid of things that you liked. Because you had a system in your head and if a new shirt came along and it didn't fit in that system, then you'd have to get rid of something else you liked.
1: I did have a system. It worked pretty well. It works pretty well. Sure. For the mobile lifestyle. <laughs> uh, it is tough though to now we are nesting as we said. yeah we have nesting. Well um, I've been
0: in this apartment for eight years. Yes,
1: yes. And until I got here, so had some dust. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I I came here and I vacuumed the shit out of it. I go, how long have you, since you uh, swept behind this door, this like open door that was to a closet Mm -hmm. and you go, oh yeah, that's never been closed. Yeah, I never closed that door. I've never closed that door. I'm like, dear God.
0: Yeah, I think it was open when I moved in.
1: It was so grossed out and I can't express how fulfilling it was to (laughs) vacuum this apartment totally bare. It was great. <sighs> what a great experience! Thank that you was. for doing
0: that. You know I hate vacuuming, and also I'm allergic to dust.
1: Yes, yes. Which is a convenient excuse, which <laughs> means that you have never and will never vacuum. I'll never vacuum. I mean, I'm gonna get you a hand vac, and you can go around and uh, I do that. Like you pick weeds, you can just suck up the I poof balls of Lily's weed. hair. So I think my greatest accomplishment in life is my emotional growth. Around the age of 25, 26, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old I am anymore. I
0: don't know. Maybe. I asked
1: you the other day on you're the You're 32. Did you remember?
0: What? Uh, yeah, I remember when,
1: that. I, when I asked you how old yeah. I was, I was like, boy, that's crazy. And then also um, the ver- lady at the Verizon store, the way the Verizon store worked was you had to stand outside. And then we, the standing outside online, not enough. What you also had to do is go online with your phone. Good luck if you're there for a phone issue. Um, and then make an appointment online. The lady comes out, and she said, uh, Beck, and I was like, me, you know, hello, and then she said something, and I said, I'm sorry, what? And I pointed to my ear. Wow. I said, what? And I pointed to my ear. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how old I am. I'm pointing to my ear when I can't hear people. This is just like the emotional maturity, greatest accomplishment, greatest downfall, probably the the physical aging that's going to... Put our marriage to the test, Grace.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: It's going to get worse from here. It's all downhill from here.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. That's okay, though.
1: I'm going to turn into like a, a, uh, a bat. My ears are going to get really big. <laughs> really big nose. Oh, but like a mole. That's what I'm going to turn into. Like I, I'm going to go blind.
0: You already are blind. I'm
1: very blind, yeah. The doctor, Dr. Chang, said mm-hmm. that my eyes are getting stronger, which mm-hmm. is why I can see less because the I have a minus prescription, and so it's actually that your eyes are really, really strong, and it's kind of like trying to, how did he describe it? Watch a baseball game through a microscope.
0: I think he was trying to make you feel
1: better. That's what he said. He said that we refer to this as eye strength. Huh. So, but it, you can't watch a baseball through a microscope. That's right. why I have to have a minus nine lens in my left eye oh. and a minus eight and a half lens, minus eight and a half lens on my right eye, so I can then see the baseball field.
0: That's... Nuts, because I know I'm like a I'm like a minus three point five, three point seven five, maybe like minus four in the other eye, something like that. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, and my vision is terrible. If we were, you know, I can't see you unless we're right up close. So I can't. When I don't have my contacts on,
1: every single thing is just a color and a shape. Yeah. A different shade of light and color. Right. And um, I have to get within about seven inches before. I can see what it is, that's or read, nuts. or like whatever. I can't see the alarm clock from where my head is in the in the bed. Yeah, I can't see the, what what the alarm clock is. Anyway, that's my greatest accomplishment. I feel like we answered it, and we don't have to keep going much longer. We're, that's
0: a really nice accomplishment. Thank you. That's very nice of you. to I say. wasn't trying
1: to be nice. I know. <laughs> okay, I don't I don't go into this podcast trying to be nice or flattery or whatever. I You're think i are not that this here to make a, friends. I'm not here to make friends. I think that this is supposed to be a um honest honest platform where we answer the questions honestly because i feel like that's the premise that we put forward and we have a devoted listenership um <laughs> we do yeah then the, i've watched the numbers we have like a very a core group that is like in, into it so i want to be honest with everybody and also i want to re-apologize for last week when i insinuated that you were a quitter <laughs> when obviously given your greatest accomplishment in your life you have been through uh, all kinds of new york uh, Uh, art profession, professional hell, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, it's really hard to be an intern and also uh, two other part-time jobs on top of that.
0: Yeah. In like customer service. And none of
1: these things were giving you joy. Like you stuck to it because you had a goal and that was to get into a a career in the arts and here you are, you have a career in the arts and you did it. You got on the other side of that. Yeah. Another accomplishment. But the move is what instigated all of this because you are free grace. Right. You are new grace. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that's very cool. I don't think that you're a quitter. I don't think that you have obviously have lots and lots of drive. But now your threshold for do you give a shit about this has um, you really listen to that voice in your head. Yeah, I think <laughs>
0: I always have. Though. Yeah.
1: yeah. Do I like this? No. OK, goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is great. Thanks. I think it's great. And it's also extends to movies. Remember we tried to watch that um, Will oh, Ferrell yeah. uh, uh, Iceland movie. Uh, the other yeah. night, and I would like, wanted to stick it out and be like, no, maybe there's a, uh, maybe it'll get better. And you're like, it's got to go. go. Turn I it was off. Like, I you can't start do looking this at anymore. your phone. You're yeah. like, I can't do this anymore.
0: <laughs> I tried.
1: Um, grievances, Aram, baby.
0: I don't have any.
1: I got one for you. What? You know what you told me? Now what? that we're talking about before we got together in our bachelor days, uh-huh. you told me that when I lived in Queens, I had. <laughs> stinky towels you said I. You, you have stinky towels you
0: had one very stinky towel
1: you know why why i owned one <laughs> towel
0: yeah because you got that one and you had to throw the other away. i got that
1: one for free at my senior lock-in <laughs> when they all made us all stay in the in the school overnight oh, man stinky towel that I, hurt my feelings
0: i'm sorry i thought i could bring it up six years later
1: well you did How'd I'm, it feel?
0: I, it, <laughs> uh, apparently, it feels not great now that I know I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. You know, I don't care. I uh, I
1: thought it was kind of... I was just like, wow, I can't believe you've been holding on to that.
0: It was just like a not a great smell. It was just like a, a single boy.
1: I owned one towel.
0: Yeah. And it was just like it smelled. Yeah, it was like a little mildewy. Course.
1: Yeah. But you could have just pointed it out to me. I would have thrown the draft on it. Oof. <laughs> okay. So there you go. That's my grievance was that you um, razzed me about my towel and then also I'll give you one compliment to offset that, the banana (laughs) bread that you made. Oh. Killer.
0: So good.
1: Very good. That's great. So anyway, if you don't have a grievance, I'm going to appeal to the listeners. Mm -hmm. Do you have a grievance?
0: No, I don't. Uh, Okay.
1: I'm going to appeal to the listeners. Um, if you guys want to send us a grievance about the podcast, go for it. <laughs> and also, but if you do send us a grievance via email at Ryanpodcast at gmail.com, you also have to send us a recipe. That's the Ooh, rule. Wow. A recipe and a grievance or just a recipe and we'll cook you it. You
0: also don't have to send a recipe.
1: I want to try something. I want to see what other people are doing. All right, but I want people to
0: email us. That's my grievance. You just made everybody not. No,
1: they can email us the answer to the question too. I'm always fascinated in that, but I think that it would also be fun.
0: Sure. But if you want to write to us and you don't have a recipe, send us a recipe for toast.
1: What's a recipe for toast?
0: So You take bread and put it in the toaster.
1: Oh, yeah. Two steps. That's pretty nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's the podcast. I love you. I love you. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash grace ryan podcast or email us at grace podcast at gmail.com. Okay, that's enough. I love you. Love you, too.
0: Bye.